Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and today I am joined with my compadre, Tyler Moss, at Tyler Moss NFL on Twitter. Today we are going to be talking about what to do if your fantasy team just honestly, it just sucks. We're going to be talking about what happens if your team sucks after the draft, or maybe you're in the season, you know, you deal with some injuries, some of your guys get the big Rona, and you feel like a bit screwed, but then there's going to be some decisions you're going to have to make in order to make that team go from rags to riches. So Tyler, before we get into the video, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I just want to beat the comment section to this one. Uh, yes, Nick did invite me on this video because my team always sucks. Ha ha, you're so funny. Here, I'll shoot you a like if that means anything. It's really great to be back on. I haven't been on here in a while. It's uh, been a hot minute, as the kiddos say. And uh, I'm excited to be back on and, and talking about why, why teams suck. I love being a part of this episode. Thank you very much. I'm glad you are here. So let's get right into it. So I will go first and then Tyler will go second. So first we're going to be talking about after the draft. And then the second part of the video, we're going to be talking about what happens in season, what you should do to fix your team. So my first tip here is the two for one special. It's like the gok gok combo special that the girls talk about on how to give head. This is the special of how to win your fantasy football draft. I'm telling you this right now or not your draft, I guess your trades because you're going to combine two players and get one. It's like a, a bait and switch type of deal. You try to put two guys that are average or or with more upside, you know, you get a nice safe guy, a nice upside guy, and then you get one guy with that move. It's a pretty good move for fantasy football, and it's something that I always try to do even during this the season. I try to make these two for one trades even if my team doesn't suck. It's a very good strategy, and I think that this is really going to help your team especially if you can do it correctly and tag two guys that you don't really like that much and put them together. And then the other guy just really loves those players. And then you can go ahead and get a guy that you actually want on your team with a lot more upside. So Tyler, what is your first tip for after the draft? Yeah, well, I just want to agree on that one real quick. Yeah. Two for one's fantastic. Um, very, very good uh, vantage play, especially when your team's not good. You, you probably have a lot of middle of the line guys. You start upgrading those players. But my number one thing, and I think it's the, the first thing that needs to come in your head, is don't panic. Listen, it's after the draft. Yeah, we say a lot of happens after the draft. You win your leagues at the draft. I think, I think that that's in part true, but you also can lose your leagues um, with what you do after. And I think if you just sit back and you look at your team and you're like, okay, let's not do anything crazy. Let's not make a drastic trade. Let's not make drastic free agent moves where you drop safer players so that you can get these crazy out of the blue guys. Uh, and just just hope they work. Um, keep that safeness. Make sure your team is still all structurally there before you make moves like that. And don't panic. It's very important. Stay relaxed. You can do it. You're watching Notorious's channel. You're going to be all right. Exactly. So just make sure. I, I completely agree with Tyler's statement there. Just make sure you're not doing something stupid. And don't make sure you get caught up in some type of things. Don't, don't get in your feels. Don't drink a little too much and then try to make a trade. Don't do that. Just have a nice time and just relax and make sure that you're, uh, you have a clear mind when you're making these trades. So this kind of goes right into with trades. And this is my second tip right here, which is take advantage of the Twitter clips slash the hype. So during the season or after the draft, there's going to be videos of guys, their shirts off. They're looking absolutely jacked, looking like DK Metcalf after the draft. It's like Derrick Henry. He runs up a fucking hill. People are raising him up their draft boards. And now you're thinking these guys have to be kidding. They're saying they're moving up the rankings. No, people actually base their rankings based off of how good this guy looks without a shirt on running up a hill. So if you can take advantage of other people's hype, you can really go ahead and trade away that guy that's super hyped up and get a different player 
for that. Another way to analyze hype is by going on other fantasy football YouTube channels, other fantasy football podcasts, other things. You just got to figure out what your, your league mates watch. If they're watching the fantasy footballers, yeah. they're watching this channel. You go ahead and watch that. You figure out who they hype up and you go ahead and trade. And now you're that guy that you have on your team that they are hyping up. They now want, so you can hit them with the two for one special in the reverse. Maybe you go one guy, you get two guys, you know, you can do the two for one in reverse, but I do think that this is very important to talk about because a lot of people don't think about it this way. They don't think about with, Hey, this guy's getting really hyped up. Maybe instead of the, me wanting to keep him since he's so hyped up, maybe I get rid of him right now when he is at his apex of his hype. And then once he, maybe he breaks his leg two weeks later and you're going to feel like a genius. So Tyler, what do you think about sure. taking advantage of the hype? Yeah, I, I think you got to, um, I know maybe, maybe not all your league mates on Twitter or all, all my home leagues and no one has it. Um, but you know, if they have Instagram, utilize that market. Uh, and I know it kind of sounds like a little cheap, uh, just dropping a video here and there in your like league group chat and saying, dude, check this out. Dude, this is incredible. Maybe, maybe start with a couple of players that aren't yours. Now I I've been known to jump the gun and say, guys, look how good my players doing and exercise and send a trade. Can't do that. People will start picking that apart. Um, but you know, see if you can hype up a little bit of players too. I, I, I back that. Um, so going into my number two, uh, taking advantage of, of things after the draft is, um, yeah, after you don't panic and you relax, you set, you calm down. First thing you're going to want to do before you make that big trade, right, is you're going to want to pick through the waiver wire. Okay. So there's a lot of guys who kind of will get let go, especially if your team, hey, sorry, if your league has kickers and defense, a lot of times some good players will sneak through because people want to prioritize that at the back end of the draft. Look through the waiver wire. Just do it. Just clean through and make sure everything's, everything's sane and normal. There's not any guys sitting through the cracks that, that you can pick up um, and, and put in stash on your team. So make sure you just monitor that uh, as well. I think that's something that the good players will always do. You want to make sure the waiver wire is picked through and clean um, before you start making any moves trade-wise because you may be able to find some hidden gold down there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's like uh, when you're shaving your gooch, you know, you got to do it. It just it just helps you out there. You got to make sure you're cleaning through the waiver wire. You got to make sure you're looking at it because there's going to be guys on there. A couple years ago, James Conner was on probably a million people's waiver wire. And some people didn't know that Le'Veon Bell wanted to go ahead and make some rap music in Florida. So, you know, there's always those guys that are going to be sitting on there after the draft, especially. And I really agree. And that, and exactly. And, and that's how you know James Conner was actually going to start because he came to Florida for rap. You don't come to Florida for anything. And uh, unless you want to die from a meth attack. So that's just the truth. Yeah, or a or crocodile attack. So coming up next yeah. here for my, uh, my move here after the draft is your team sucks. You feel like they suck. And now Tyler talked about the, the kickers and defense stuff. You, could just, you just cut them, you know, for a little bit of time. And then you pick them back up. So you're going to cut these players and pick up guys that might end up becoming the starter. Because right now we're in a time where some guy on your team, some starter could just legitimately get corona. And then you just magically, now you have an RB1. A guy like Chase Edmonds could be on your waiver wire. Fucking Kenyon Drake goes out, gets the big Rona, breaks his leg, does something stupid. Boom. Now you have a player that's on your team. And then you can just go ahead and pick up a new kicker and defense, obviously, right before you play. Because you want to make sure you fill out every position of your team. Because otherwise, now your, your team sucks. And now you're a dumbass because you didn't even play your whole team. So, yeah. do you think you anything about that? Yeah, you deserve all hate if you're a dumbass and don't throw a complete starting lineup out there. Uh, especially with these apps that'll let you do it all the way up to the start. You can set your lineup on Wednesday night. Like there's, there's nothing to stop. Don't do, don't give me that excuse. You're a moron. Anyways. Um, I only know this because I'm a commissioner in leagues and this shit happens all the time. Like really you didn't set your lineup with a moron. Anyways. 
Uh, yeah, completely back it. And I think that's something you stack with the two for one. Listen, if you already know you're going to have to clear two bench spots, start doing those two for ones. Even if it's really not like high end upgrades, you've got one of those guys off a waiver and now you still get to go pick up your defense. You don't have to drop anyone. I think that stacking those two together is really, really smart. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll bounce off to my last one. Um, so my last kind of after the draft kind of take is uh, you got to find a team that's worse than you. And I'm going to talk about this when it talks, when it comes to in-season stuff. There's always going to be a team that's worse than you. Even if there's not physically a team that's worse than you, there's going to be a guy in your league that's going to be thinking, oh, my God, this team is bad. And you have to sit there with confidence, and you got to relax and not panic to your league mates. you got to sit there with confidence, and you got to be like, yeah, no, I think my team's pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to go make a trade with this guy because he's clearly panicking in the chat. You take advantage of that. I see zero problem with taking advantage of that. People take advantage of that in the NFL. You really think Bill O'Brien's sitting there and calm as a whistle or whatever things are calm? You think he's, you think he's sitting there? No, he's panicking. And teams like Arizona, which you know, I thought was a joke franchise, is out here taking advantage of people. That's got to be you in the league. you got to be finding the Bill O'Brien in your league, and you got to be destroying that man so that he never comes back in your league ever again because you raid him. Period. Exactly. you got to make sure that you're the guy who's given up the used condom for DeAndre Hopkins instead of being the guy who's getting the used condom in turn for DeAndre Hopkins. Like the Miami Dolphins did back in the day, you get half a bag of Lay's chips for Jay Ajayi. So do you have anything else to say about the after the draft or should we get into the in-season part now? Yeah, no, I'm excited because in-season in season's good because in-season's a little bit harder to kind of fuck up. So if you fuck up, you're really going to need this advice. Yeah, for sure. So if you guys have enjoyed thus far, we're halfway through the video. Make sure you click that subscribe button. And while you're down there, check out Tyler as well on Twitter. So now we are doing the in-season part of the video. So I will start off yet again. So you got to make sure that you just don't feel obligated to hold on to any player. I understand you drafted this guy in the second round. If the guy fucking sucks, you don't have to keep him. Just because you drafted him in one of the first five rounds. I've felt I've done this myself too. You draft a guy in like the fourth round a couple years ago. You feel like is going to be great. A guy like Ronald Jones, you're thinking this guy's going to be great. You think this guy's going to be the hot shit. He's the rookie. In reality, he's just a cold fart. He's terrible. He does nothing for your team, but you can't cut him because you, in your head, you're thinking, oh, I draft this guy in the fourth round. I can't cut him. That is false. You just cut the guy instantly. You don't have to even make a second thought about it. If the guy's hurt, you cut him. You don't have to worry about it. But a lot of people will, in their mind, think that since they took the guy so highly in the draft that they have to hold on to the guy for a couple of weeks if he's in like a – I don't, even, I don't even know how to necessarily explain it because these guys get into these shitty scenarios where you draft them higher, they're scoring three points a week, and you're just, you, they're just burning a hole in your, your bench, and they're going to burn a hole in your pocket too if you keep them for too long and keep starting them. So yeah. what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I get it. Um, you you got to test the market, right? I mean, obviously we see this in the NFL all the time. Is a guy gets cut off of a team that's been wanting to move off of him. No one wants to move off of him, and then instantly someone picks him up. You, you can't do that. That's, that's something you can't get away with in fantasy. You will die. Um, but you just make sure no one has any pulling interest at all. I mean, leave them on the block for weeks. If you have a space in, in your bench, do that. Um, but, yeah, I get it. Cut ties. Cut ties with everything. At this point, in redraft, end it all. Just kidding. Don't do that. Um, so, yeah, I'll jump on to my first take. Uh, my first take is in three parts. Number one, get better. It's ridiculous. Are you watching this channel right now? shouldn't be this bad. But if you are, continue watching. It will get better. Number three, which, you know, that's kind of one, two. Don't watch The Counselor. Don't do it. It's hurting your team. David Johnson, round one. What were you thinking? You're in your own head now. It's ridiculous. You're now a sheep. So my real advice here, and I'll actually jump onto that, 
is uh, you got to start moving for higher ceiling plays. If you're deep in season, you got to start pulling off some miracles. It's it's unfortunate if you're kind of behind the eight ball and you've got a few got a few losses um, that are kind of building up, and you're a few losses away from being mathematically out. You've got to start finding high end players. You, you got to do it. The kind of low base floor players aren't aren't working for you. Trade for higher end players, uh, even if they're riskier, even if it may take you a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit of cash to get there. Uh, go for players like rookies, fantastic. Go for you know stretch play kind of field uh, kind of players. Those guys, perfect. Um, you just got to find some guys that are going to be big hits for you because right now you're trying to pull off a miracle and, and pull off a comeback, and you can't do it with with floor level players. Yeah, I completely agree. Like, you're not trying to put some guy out there who's going to score you nine points in your flex spot every week. You want to go ahead and put that big dick, Mecole Hardman, in there or something who can really just go ahead and turn the tide of your matchup. Maybe he shits the bed, and maybe that's why you lose the season. You're not going to win the season now if your team's already losing by playing it safe. That's just not how it works, especially when you're going up against those opponents that are ranked higher up there. you got to make sure you go a bit ballsy in order to, to win. So I think that that's a really good tip. Now, my second tip here is to make sure you look at the waiver wire after the waivers go through because people cut all types of people. Tyler was talking about it before. People, mess, they'll think, oh, maybe this guy's not too good, but, you know, fool, fool's gold, maybe. They cut him, and you pick him up. Maybe they suck, but you know what? You looked, you saw it anyways, and you want to make sure you get those guys that you feel like are good because people are going to make very rash decisions. They see TJ Hawkinson blow up week one. They cut someone, and then boom, now you have some brand new player who's actually good, and TJ Hawkinson fucking sucks ass, or he did last year. I don't think he will this year, but with that said, you got to make sure that you're, re- you're looking at the waiver wire because just because the waivers happen doesn't mean that all the players that are going to be available now are terrible. It could actually mean the players could be better now, uh, better now, as Post Malone would say, than they were originally. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a rat fan, so honestly, no idea. Um, better now. Cool. Is that a song? Good for you. Song, yeah. Yeah. Great strat. Yeah. I'm a fucking moron. Anyways, great strat. Um, so yeah, I just want to mention this. So my kind of after draft in comparison to my in season, complete one eighties of each other. One is don't panic and calm down, makes make rational decisions. And, uh, my in season is fuck it, you know, balls to the wall. Let's fucking find something that's going to work. Uh, because here comes my next trade. Uh, my next advice is, is make bold trades. You got to say fuck it at this point. You got to go for big players if you can. You got to go for those high end guys. I kind of talked about it in the last one. You got to make big moves. You, you got to make splash plays. Um, maybe, maybe that means going after a big name, whatever you got to do, because you got to re- reevaluate and readjust everything you kind of put in uh, for the season. And I think that's a really big, vital kind of tip for you to follow. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. You got to just make sure that you're doing whatever you can do to win and talking about that even more you got to find a team my tip right here that actually tyler wrote this is some plagiarism right here but it's mla format so find teams with good players that are in losing slumps you got to take advantage of the fact that these guys are pissed off your team might be losing a bunch of games in a row but these guys they're like five they've lost five games in a row they're gonna end up eight and eight like the dallas cowboys and they're fired up they're getting pissed off just like jerry jones does and they're ready to fire everyone. They're ready to get the new team into the system. And you might have to do that as well because you're losing games. You want to get the new guys in. But this guy, you're going to make fun of him. This guy's going to be an idiot because he's going to get so mad that Dalvin Cook only scored – or some good player only scores like 12 points one week. Joe Mixon is in like a bad slump. He, he scores like three bad games. You just fucking get him. You just hammer in there. You go ahead and say, Joseph Mixon sucks. I want him, though, because he actually doesn't suck. But you got to make them think he sucks. And then, boom, now he's on your team. And now you're going to win your fantasy football championship 
from the uh, rags to riches. So Tyler, do you have anything else here? Yeah, I've got another note, and it's it's just more or less toppling onto that. Uh, you just got to find those teams in worse shapes than you. Listen, the teams that are in those slumps, and, and a lot of the times you kind of look at their schedule and either, you know, one player got hurt or they just kind of ran through a buzzsaw of the top-end teams in the league, and, and they, they aren't really, you know, picking that up. You know, a lot of people, they just think, okay, loss is a loss, wins a win. I'm putting up, you know, 110 points, but I'm not getting wins. Like, it, it just doesn't translate for some people. So you got to find those guys. You got to take advantage of that because when when you're losing, you get irrational. Listen, I've had undefeated teams, and after my first loss, I'm ready to ship off the farm. It's just it's just kind of what we do. We we hit panic buttons, and again, it's a mental note for myself to stay and stay calm. But you you just you just got to find those teams because there's going to be one every single week. Um, one team's going to be falling off the high horse. One team is going to continue being dug into the mud, and you got to find that team and just. Just take advantage of their vulnerability. I think that's something you can do with your league mates. And, yeah, you may ruffle some feathers, but I, I don't really believe so. You're, you're making trades. You're making your team better. And you're winning chips, baby. That's what it's about. That is what it's all about at the end of the day. So do you have anything else to add here after this, or uh, are we done here? I'm good. I'm good. Roll. All right. So uh, final tip of the day. Tyler didn't bring it up because he was too scared to. You're going to want to blackmail your league mates. You're going to want to make sure oh, that you find his aunt's only fans and you fucking buy that shit. You spend six dollars. But now this guy is scarred for life because he saw his aunt spread eagle on his phone. So thank you guys all for watching. I hope you guys ended up enjoying Tyler. Plug all your stuff right now. Yeah, the only thing uh, I like to plug uh, is I like to keep that in private. That's with me and my girlfriend. Just kidding. I'm single. Ladies, call me. Uh, Tyler Moss NFL, hit me up on Twitter, please. I really appreciate it. That is my core source of uh, fiber of um, news and everything I release. If you just want a Twitter follower who's going to be fucking useless for fantasy content, but like A1 when it comes to tweets, hit me up. You also got to hit up my boy Nick. Listen, it's ridiculous if you don't. If you do not follow Nick on Twitter, go do that. Maybe it's in the description. I don't know what he's doing. But uh, a lot of things fun coming on the channel. I'm excited to continue to uh, do more content with Nick. And we've got, we got some fun in-season content. I don't know if we can spoil that. That's really on you, though. No, no spoilers here. Don't be no ridiculous. Okay. Follow your boy, Nicholas. Have a great rest of your day. Good boy!